Hey, welcome to the One Life Podcast, where we talk about things from One Life Church, but ultimately things we think can relate to you and your one and only life. I'm one of your co-hosts, Sarah Inman, and normally I'm joined by our lead pastor and co-host of the podcast, Britt Nicholson, but he's not here today. So I got some other friends we get to hang out with today. Um, We're going to have some conversation talking a little bit about um, being a part of a team, whether that's inside of a church or um, in in our setting, what our kind of local expression, what that looks like. Maybe we'll hear some examples from uh, from some things they've been a part of or people that they know have been a part of of teams. And so uh, I'm joined by Matt Breivogel, who was actually on the podcast last week as well. So two weeks in a row. It's feeling pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah, Matt, Matt's great to have on I'm here. I'm honored. Oh, well, thanks for joining. And you're sitting in Brett's seat, so if you're watching, that's mm-hmm. where Matt is. And uh, Matt is one of, he is our creative arts director here at One Life Church, and then also um, pastor at one at our West Campus. So, um, And just a part of multiple things here at One Life Church. We all get to do a lot of different things, which is fun most of the time. And joined by Andy Miles, who is the Next Generation Director. We say Next Gen a lot, so you might hear us saying Next Gen. That stands for Next Generation. Every time I say that to my mom, she's like, what's Next Gen? The Next Generation. Uh, Next Generation Director for our East Campus. And um, Andy has been a part of being a part of kids ministry and Next Generation ministry for how long? 17 years. Okay. Well, so One Life is only 10 years old, but right. I've been doing ministry for, yeah, about 17 years. So you, you've been around some people being involved in teams and have some experience. For a little bit. Yeah. 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 Yourself being a part of teams and, yep. and even in your role. So um, let's even start right there. So kind of when we look at kids ministry, because I know that's kind of where most of your focus is, um, what are some of the things that maybe people don't know goes into making that happen every week? Oh, gosh, that's a big question. There's a lot of things that go into making kids ministry happen. Um, So kind of behind the scenes, I mean, we have people who are preparing stuff for leaders for Sunday so that they can come in and get straight to, you know, focusing on the relationships with the kids. Um, They don't have to worry about prepping. They don't have to worry about um, a lot of things because there's people behind the scenes doing that. So, um, but then, you know, there's connecting as teams throughout the week and there's um, scheduling and there's, um, there's all kinds of stuff that happen just to. Right. And I'm thinking even just generally, it doesn't have to be things that just happen at One Life, but I think any church that I've visited, whether our church or a church that I've visited um, since I've been on staff here, like there's always these things that you see happening and you're like, someone had to make that happen. Someone had to kind of be prepared um, ahead of time to make sure that, you know, when preschoolers walk in, that there's something going on for them and a place for them to belong. Um, Yeah. Matt, any, any kind of stories come to mind, whether you've been on a team or people that you know have been connected to a team that have just been a really positive experience? Yeah, there's probably a few, but I think, the first thing that comes to mind is just we since I came to One Life um, probably with in their second year um, after we launched in 2010, it was immediately known that being a part of One Life was getting involved in a group or team, and so we just jumped in on a kids ministry team in Henderson, Amanda and I, <laughs> and it just immediately felt part of something. It wasn't just coming on Sunday mornings, and so for us. We immediately were meeting people that we would never have been in relationship before, getting to know them, you know, being in kids ministry was fun because at pickup time, you know, you're meeting parents and, and things like that. So for us, it was really cool just to get to know more people um, in the church, even on surfacey levels, but then the people you serve with, getting to know them on, on deeper levels and creating, get, creating the opportunity to do that um, during service time was, was pretty cool for us getting into it. And I know recently at West, as 
we've been trying to push for two services. Um, people have been getting on teams and uh, some people who served this past week on guest services, they had been coming for a few years and it never took that step into oh, well. getting plugged in and are now are just experiencing that. And it's kind of fun to watch them um, just now after seeing them in, in service um, for the past few years and, and knowing them just start to get plugged in and in, in, into a team and see experience kind of like what you said behind the scenes because we have a high volunteer capacity right. at one life i mean i don't know what our ratio would be but i'm i'm guessing it's higher than most churches mm -hmm. for as volunteers who do a big part of what goes on on sunday mornings so yeah well and i put and i said a few weeks ago on social media you know we're running about 400 kids if you look at all three of our campuses we have 400 kids and one person on staff dedicated yeah. to that so we are very volunteer mm -hmm. driven and rely on them and yeah and it's it's really interesting it's fascinating we think about that because the amount of people that come in and say, you know, I want to be a part of making that happen. I feel like for us, as we are staff members of One Life Church, but really a lot of our job is resourcing volunteers. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and people ask sometimes, like, what do you do throughout the week? Like, well, you work on Sunday, but what do you do the rest of the week? Well, there's a lot of other things that happen, mm -hmm. you know, to make Sunday happen, but also things that we as One Life Church um, want to continue to do that are not just about Sunday morning. And some of that is, like Andy mentioned, you know, teams meeting together and having a space for people to belong to and even guest services. I know that's one thing. Um, so here at One Life, we have guest services, kind of like a hospitality team, maybe some other churches might call it. Mm -hmm. um, and, and it's always been that... You, it's always really interesting when you see people that connect to each other there and then hang out outside of that Sunday morning experience. So um, even just creating relationships through a team because you share a common thing that you want, whether it's in kids ministry, to just impact the next generation. Um, and that can look different in a lot of different ways. So, I mean, mm -hmm. I know you have elementary kids and preschool kids and nursery, and um, we have student ministry here at One Life Church. And so I'm just fascinated to think about, um, I was actually processing the question of, my own experience when I first started coming to One Life and I got connected pretty quickly to student ministry um, and joined a team. And we actually met um, every Friday morning for about two months at 6 a.m. at a Donut Bank. So it's a donut shop here in Evansville. And it was funny because I would have never done that by myself because one, that's really early. <laughs> I don't like to get up that early. Um, and two, I was like, I don't really know these people that well, but it created an opportunity for me to get to know get to know people and then also join a team and so one of the girls there um like the third week we met uh she was like hey you want to do middle school girls with me and i'm like yeah we can lead middle school girls together and my first reaction was like why did i say that i don't want to lead middle school girls mm -hmm. i wanted to hang out with high school girls and then we ended up um having a great seven year kind of run with the, with those girls and it's been a great experience but really all that was was just connecting to people first and then being able to connect um as a team together so some things seem really overwhelming but when you're doing it with other people it's so much better. It is. And it's fun to see the care that happens on teams um, when people do get to do that. And so I remember last year I go to nursery two and I pop in and I was surprised. I didn't know what was happening, but there was a baby shower happening right before service about to start there. Um, loving on one of the volunteers who was getting ready to have a baby um, and just giving them gifts and, and showering her with affection and showing that she's seen and cared for. And that was happening on a Sunday morning. So it's kind of cool. You're not just showing up to just serve and get out of there. You're actually getting opportunities like that to care for one another. And that's very, very biblical as well. Mm -hmm. Like, um, you know, just coming and being part of something. You're When you're part of a church, you're part of a group of people. You don't just hopefully don't come just to take from it but 
you're called to give mm-hmm. to one another as well. So, and I think something really happens too in your heart when you are giving of your time. Um, you find value and purpose, and yep. um, it, not only do you find community, but you find just in your own life just that purpose. I know for me, if I can, it's hard to. Um, to ever commit to one role on a Sunday morning. But if I can sit with a small group of elementary kids I, on a Sunday morning, I walk away from there and I, my heart is so full because I got to spend time creating relationship with these kids. Um, so yeah, anytime that you can give of your time and um, you just feel value in yourself. Yeah. And as far as the generosity side, we say that we do life in groups and teams because Jesus did. Mm-hmm. That's right. something that we follow because we, you know, want to model our lives after Christ. That's the the example that we've been we've been given, and we study that as a church. And we see that He did His life with people um, and in groups. And so we see that we want to continue that and model that here at, at our church. And we think anyone who is getting involved in teams that there is a value there for sure. Um, Andy, any any stories either for you personally where you've been involved in a team that you're like, man, I, I can't imagine if I wouldn't have been connected to them or someone that you know um, as you get to, to meet with a lot of volunteers? Hmm, there's a lot. There's so many wins and stories. And um, as I just kind of look over East, especially in our kids' ministry and just the relationships that I've seen, kind of like what Matt said, when you look into a room and you see them loving on each other, I mean, that's just huge. And we have... Um, you know, we have teams here that have been together for mm-hmm. since the beginning. And I think back, like, for instance, we just did the Centered series for Kids Ministry. And that was, um, we wrote our own curriculum, we recorded, it was weeks, months of preparing all that. But there was something beautiful in that with this team that did that went over in and in above yeah. what they normally do on a Sunday morning that but it was so fun to do together. It was a lot of work. Um, but we just came out of that, like, oh, that was really fun. It was, it was hard. Something you're but, proud of too, when you yeah. see the end of it. And then I think for that specifically, and we've talked about centered series multiple times here on the podcast, and you can always check that out at onelifechurch.org slash centered, um, find some of the videos that we did for the adults. And then we also have um, our kids videos available as well. Um, you can see some of the teaching that we created there, but <clears throat> I remember, um, like at the time, there's times you leave and you're like, I'm so tired. There was a lot of work. Mm-hmm. And then you see kids engaging in it right. and talking about it. And I know, Matt, your kids still like will talk about things that mm-hmm. happened in it or um, a character that you've played in it or something like that. And yeah. it's, isn't it, it's fascinating to see the, like, the work that goes into that. But the team that came together to said, we, we value kids and we want to make sure that they have really great content as well. Yeah, at least once a month, I get called out as Rob Floss, <laughs> which is really funny. But... You know, I was just thinking too, one thing I didn't expect and really know what to expect with doing three locations too, the amount of ownership that comes in of just one life in general with volunteers is when we did our last project, we kind of did a call out, you know, of who wants to be involved in producing that. It might have been the one before the last musically from all three locations and people on worship teams who are all volunteers, you know, they they came out and said, okay, I just want to be involved on some level. And then you have, not only are you getting to know people on your own teams at your campus, but sometimes people go above and beyond and then they get to know people on other campuses out of their love of music and production. And a project is um, an event we've put on every once in a while where we pick a topic and we present it as if everybody in the room are unbelievers. Mm. And um, we do that through art, music, film, teaching, and all those things. And we had people come out, we have people produce parts for those things. And it's really cool to see um, just people coming around the unity of the church when all three campuses campuses are involved in something, what mm-hmm. we can pull off right. is really cool too. Yeah. 
And that same thing happens with like big deal theater sometimes. Yeah. Um, Big deal. It's the same thing. Um, If you don't know what big deal theater is. Tell us, Andy. It's a family event. Um, We should have one coming up in May. And what that is, is we're just providing an opportunity for families um, to come together and kind of get a glimpse of what we do on a Sunday morning. Um, Kids get to see it every Sunday, but but parents don't always get to enjoy it too. So it's just a time where they can enjoy it together. Um, and and learn together but yeah those are big um, events that we have to pull together and put on as a team it takes a lot of time and energy and but when we're done we are so pumped because we have done something and created something and brought families together Mm -hmm. and it's just it's a win and it's a unifying experience for every volunteer involved yeah in, in a cool way I think that's something I was thinking about like that even as we're talking about some of these things, they seem like these are big events. And, and there's a lot of things that happen in, in our church, and I'm sure at every church um, uh, that it, where you're listening, maybe the church you're involved in, there's a lot of things that um, maybe aren't as, um, don't take as much time as that, like a large event like that. So like um, for me, I, I lead um, one of our broadcast teams here at our church. And so basically we, we have a group of people that make sure that um, the video, the live recording gets broadcasted to our other campuses because we have three campuses. Um, and so that's once every three weeks. We try to get together and, and just kind of connect, ask some questions, get to know each other, connect to each other, grow in faith. That's one of our values and, and being able to do that with each other. But And so there's a lot of opportunities to get connected, but I still think one of my favorite things, even with that, even if you just meet three people on a team, the next time that you come into the building, you feel like, hey, there's my people. There's someone that you know. There's someone you can connect to. You don't right. feel alone because it's very easy, especially if you're new to church or um, kind of exploring faith or exploring a new church. It's very easy to feel like you're alone, like and you don't have a spot to belong. And finding a group or a team to connect to is so important to do early on, I think. I mean, for me, I had to do that or I don't think I would stay. I don't think I would have stayed um, as involved and gotten as involved and probably not be um, on staff here. But there's just a, a huge value there. And I, I think that anyone who's processing like, man, I don't know what team to, to check out. Just find out what's going on. What are you interested in? Is there something that you really think you would love to do and be a part of making that happen through your ministry or um, maybe just finding a space to just meet some people? So mm-hmm. you've yeah. been starting somewhere. It, getting in community, it just is. It's like the next takes, if you haven't done it, it takes you to that next level, I think, of living out your faith. Mm-hmm because it's just what we're called to do. I think of just simple illustrations in the Bible where Jesus warned Peter about when he was going to deny him. And he's like, but when you return, strengthen your brothers. And there's this beautiful thing that we all come, we're all flawed, and but we come to serve. And even out of the things we've experienced in life, God opens up opportunities to bring people together to share what we've gone through and to build each other up in those moments. You know, and, and God does that. He puts people in specific communities for a reason. And I've benefited from it like greatly um, in my life from trying to be in community. And yeah, sometimes it's kind of annoying. You don't want to get up early on a Sunday morning or on a don't want to go out on another evening to practice something or to set something up or to plan an event or something like that. But the relational side of it is a must, I think, for growing and living out your faith because you have to do it with other people to come alongside you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And some of my favorite conversations that I've even had with volunteers are, Hey, I've been doing this a long time and it's been great, but I'm really looking for something else that fits, you know, my life right now. And just being able to sit and have those conversations. Sometimes I think people get scared that they leave a role, but to be able to find that life, you know, with life changing, you find that fit for them is fun. And then to see them jump into that role and, and 
really win and flourish at it is just it's exciting it is and i was thinking even um a couple weeks ago i, I filled in and i said that very lightly um mm-hmm. <laughs> i didn't mean this pun um at lights sorry <laughs> this is <laughs> filled in bad lights. joke uh, lightly on lights um i didn't really know what i was doing but we needed someone to be in that spot and i think even our lighting designers and sound designers and people who are running computer graphics on our worship and production teams um a lot of them probably didn't know how to do that when they started. That's something that they've learned and people have trained with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's an exciting too. I think even if there's a skill, you're like, man, I'm not really sure. I like the idea of, you know, for example, um, creating a, an environment with lights. I'd love to learn more about that. We'd love to train you in that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's another way to continue even to grow a skill and the, to connect with a team. So there's yeah. some other things there too. And, and, and there's a skill set to probably every area you'll serve, whether it's in kids or guest services. I mean, you learn to make coffee when you're in guest services, but your gift, your spiritual gift might be encouragement. And that's why you're needed there. Yeah, you're going to help fill up the coffee in the morning, but then you're going to be that face that um, welcomes people as they come in and encourages them or encourages a member on your team who's having an off week or something like that. And that's how the church is ultimately built up. And, and it's a beautiful thing when you see it happening firsthand. Yeah, indeed. And so I think even, um, you know, it's important for me to always kind of remind myself when we're asking people to be a part of teams, it's not because we just need to check a box or mm-hmm. fill some spaces or say we have, you know, 400 kids, we need people to hang out with them. It's generally we want people to be in community and to be able to connect with the people um, that they're getting to minister to. It's an impactful, uh, it's impactful on both sides, I think. Yeah. And like Andy said, finding purpose is, is mm-hmm. huge and yeah. it's a big way to find it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, guys, kind of closing up, if you were, I don't know, either sharing just a reason or a why or a short story or reason for someone who's thinking about checking out a team, what would you say? For my, for me, it would be, um, don't overthink it. Um, maybe just try something, uh, easy entry would be, you know, guest services or, or possibly uh, a nursery or preschool team or something like that. Um, but just get into community and mm-hmm. see how it goes and then kind of find where your perfect niche might be from there. Um, also, if you've never gone through our kickstart class, that's also a good filter on how to find a best role for you on Sunday mornings. Yeah. Um, I would kind of echo what Matt said. Um, I think that if you'll walk away with, um, a feeling of, I'm glad I did that. And I don't think people would realize that they're kind of more, um, intimidated on the front side. I don't know how to teach or Mm -hmm. I don't know, which is not what we're asking. Um, if you love, uh, kids, (laughs) If you love Jesus, um, it's really pretty simple. Mm -hmm. And I think that people don't realize what they're going to walk away with. And that is just a sense, like we said, a purpose, but just a full heart of what, of the difference they can make. That's awesome. And um, we'd love to hear, maybe you're already serving on a team and and a part of that, and you will have loved that experience. We'd love to hear that story. Um, A really easy way for us to hear your story and, and if you'd allow us to share it as well, um, go to onelifechurch.org slash story, S-T-O-R-Y. Um, and just let us know. We'd love to hear more of those things that have been impactful for you and people that maybe have just been um, someone to help you connect to that. It'd be amazing for us to hear it. Guys, thanks for joining me on the podcast. We we, we had one without Brett. Um, we Wait. probably should have done something a little crazier, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to do without Brett. He usually asks pretty good questions, but yeah. So thanks. Yeah. Andy. That's fun. You haven't been, you've been on one other time, right? Yeah. It was and just sound though, wasn't it? Like it wasn't video. No, I think we videoed. Oh. I'll have to go back and look at, at it. At the retreat? 
Oh, so you've been on a couple times. No, I've only been the retreat. Oh. Haven't I? Well, now I'm uncomfortable. Mm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, thanks for, for joining and helping out. Appreciate it. And guys, if you have any questions or um, any questions about One Life Church, how you can get connected, you can go to onelifechurch.org. Um, find information there about all the places that we um, would love to connect you to. Or if you have a question you just want to ask us here, you can email us at podcast at onelifechurch.org. And if you heard anything here today you think is, is great and you want other people to hear it, we'd love for you to share that out, whether on social media, um, give us a like or comment on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to the podcast today. So thanks so much for joining us. Good job, Sarah. Oh, wow.